0: So if we think about the underpinning of our future growth strategy, we're specifically looking to accelerate growth by developing and delivering on a globalized strategy that's delivered in a local way to meet client needs. What do I mean by that specifically? If we think about, for example, private banks in North America relative to private banks in Asia, what those customers are looking for are different. But the solutions we provide can meet both
1: of those needs. That was Sabrina Bailey, the new global head of wealth, data, and analytics at the London Stock Exchange Group. The London Stock Exchange Group recently closed their $27 billion acquisition of Refinitiv, which was itself spun off from Thomson Reuters in 2018. Sabrina was kind enough to come on the program, even though she's only been in her role for a short time. Now, I spoke with Sabrina about how banks, broker dealers, and RIA aggregators can leverage Refinitiv's data and tools to increase revenue growth, how their API-first approach will enable clients to better customize their platform integrations, and a whole lot more on this episode of the Wolf Tech Today podcast. on in, sit back, relax, and enjoy episode 109 of the Wealth Tech Today podcast. I'm your host, Craig Iskowitz, the founder and CEO of Ezra Group Consulting. Over the past 16 years, we've worked with hundreds of fintech vendors and enterprise wealth management firms to guide them towards making better business and technology decisions. And if your company has a software product that you're selling to RIAs, broker-dealers, asset managers, or other firms, please go to our website, EzraGroupLLC.com and fill out the Contact Us form. Our head of WealthTech Research, Jean Sullivan, and her team can deliver a wide range of market insights for your firm, including competitive analysis, addressable and obtainable market estimates, sales targeting and insights on buying decisions and more. Every WealthTech vendor needs this data to be successful, especially when entering new markets. And you can start the process off right by getting going to azuregroupllc.com. Okay, that's the end of the shameless self-promotion segment of the show. The Wealth Tech Today podcast features interviews, news, and analysis on the trends and best practices in technology for wealth management, asset management, and related areas. A couple of housekeeping tasks before I forget. A quick shout out to our sponsor, the Invest in Others Foundation. You can find them at investinothers.org. Be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss future episodes. And now let's get this episode started. And I'm happy to introduce our guest for this episode of the Wealth Tech Today podcast. It's Sabrina Bailey, Global Head of Wealth Data Analytics at the London Stock Exchange Group. Sabrina, welcome to the program.
0: Thank you, Craig. And I'm glad that you've had me here. I'm excited to be with you today.
1: We're excited to get you here. I mean, someone uh, at your level to come on to talk to us is, is always uh, exciting and to hear what's going on uh, at Refinitiv and all the all the things you guys are doing. Where are you calling us from or Zooming us from?
0: I am Zooming you from Chicago, Illinois.
1: I love Chicago. I'm not a fan of the sports teams because I'm a, I'm a <laughs> Philadelphia fan, but love the city and love going there. And uh, I, 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 we had a lot of clients. I used to work at uh, Broadridge. Before it was Broadridge, so we had a lot of clients in Chicago. Chicago, Chicago Board of, uh, of Exchange, the Chicago Board Options Exchange, the Stock Exchange is there, so I always go to Chicago for, uh, for work.
0: One place. Yes, and I love Chicago, one of my favorite cities, although I am a Pacific Northwest Westerner by heart. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Oregon, Washington, and so that's where my home is, although I'm calling from Chicago. Awesome.
1: That is great. Now, I got to keep moving around. So let's get this started. So, can you give us the 30 second elevator pitch for LSEG Refinitive Data Solutions?
0: Yeah, so LSEG's purpose is to enable the sustainable growth and stability of our customers. We do that by providing global financial market infrastructure across their business life cycle. So globally, we power 400,000 professionals using our data and analytics. In the wealth business, our purpose is to enhance the financial well-being of all people. We do that by delivering personalized and data-driven insights to our customers that facilitate sound investment decision-making, financial decision-making, and most importantly, fuel rich human connection between the advisor and the investor. And currently we touch the financial lives of over 5 million people globally.
1: Yeah, it's crazy how those numbers start to add up. You have 400,000 users, 5 million people, you know, it's just, as you grow in size, it's, you're really having an impact. And every decision you make kind of gives you a lot of Oh, gravitas, in it. and you think about every decision you make is impacting millions of people.
0: It does, and it's what keeps me awake at night. I think it's really important for all of us in the industry, not only to understand every decision made from the leadership level, but every decision a coder makes, for example, in engineering and development from a technology perspective, every decision customer success makes, sales, it impacts millions of people. And so as we make those decisions at front and center should be what's the impact. To actually enhancing financial wellness for people around the globe, and if it's not positive, are we making the right decision?
1: Yeah, you don't want to second guess yourself too much. So w- I'm really interested in in the people side of of, uh, of the story and you know, why you made the move to Refinitiv because you you're, you're new in your role, which is great. Congratulations! You're only here ten Thank minutes, you. To say, right? And you came from Northern Trust, where you you were head of digital uh, investment advice. So that's Going from the what we call the client side to the now you're on the vendor side. So, what do you see? And I, you've only been there ten weeks, but what's the, what, what what's your initial impression of the differences when you switched over?
0: Yeah. So a couple things to start. First and foremost, Northern Trust was one of the best organizations I worked for in my career. Their emphasis on diversity and maintaining a client first focus was more than just words. And I'm really grateful for the colleagues I work with, the clients I work with, many of whom I stay in touch with. Um, So why would I choose to leave is the question. And there's four reasons I pursue opportunities and have throughout my career. The first is that it aligns with my passions and priority. So my passion is working with a diverse set of people and teams, diverse in terms of thought, cultures and perspectives, and then supporting those teams through times of tremendous opportunities. And if we think about the opportunity at ELSA, given the combination of our Finitive and London Stock Exchange, that opportunity was great to harness the power of diversity to really deliver future business results. Second is fulfillment of my personal purpose. And my personal purpose is helping people's money work for them so they don't have to work as hard for their money. This comes from growing up in a family and in a community that didn't have a lot of extra resources. I had never heard of a stock or a bond until I went to college. And so I'm very passionate about getting the right financial information into the hands of everybody. The third reason is it increases my knowledge. So I love to step out of my comfort zone. The LSAT opportunity allowed me to do that. I love to step outside my comfort zone because it encourages me to be a continual learner. It also keeps me humble because you have to clearly know what you do know and what you don't know to expand your perspective. And then the fourth was just broadening the network of opportunities, the network of people I know, getting to learn from others and extending a helping hand as the opportunity arises. That all came together to connect with this new role at LSEG, which is why I decided to pursue the opportunity.
1: And you really stepped into. Uh, talking about challenges and opportunities quite the opportunity here when you're talking about your Refinitiv had just been spun off from Thomson Reuters then bought by the Blackstone Group and then boom the stock machines comes in they acquired so lots of change and which is again is opportunity because when it's changed people all want to do things differently so it kind of gives you the ability to put your own imprint on things.
0: Yes, I couldn't agree more. And then you combine that with our acquisitions of Advisor Software, as well as Syvantage. And we really have four cultures that have blended into one in a matter of 18 months. That is large scale change for people um, and for our clients that open up a ton of opportunities.
1: Yeah, we, we follow the market very closely, especially when it comes to tech. And we knew a lot about Advisor Software. Syvantage so was a client of mine. A while back so knowing a lot about those companies and was pretty excited when you guys bought them to see what you would do and how you fit those pieces together uh, and knowing a lot of the guys on the a lot of people on the on the wealth side um, and we have been working with them for a long time like Joe Marac, uh and Charles Smith and and, and those guys and, and really seeing how you were building a great team and then bringing you on board and you know another great team member so it's, it seems like you guys kind of have an all-star team on the wealth side to really go after market share and, and make a name for, make a bigger name for Refinitive LSEG.
0: Agreed.
1: So what are some of your goals? Now you've come in, you've taken over this business. Uh, that's the that's consolidation. There's a lot going on. Where, where do you see this going? Uh, and what, what are some things you're focusing
0: on? Yeah. So if we think about the underpinning of our future growth strategy, we're specifically looking to accelerate growth by developing and delivering on a globalized strategy that's delivered in a local way to meet client needs. What do I mean by that specifically? If we think about, for example, private banks in North America relative to private banks in Asia, what those customers are looking for are different, but the solutions we provide can meet both of those needs. So in terms of private banks in North America, It's a little less trading focused and much more goals based focused, strategy focused in terms of that financial wellness and investment horizon. When we look at the broader APAC or Asia market, there's more of a trading focus at both the advisor and the investor level. And so being able to deliver those services in a way that makes sense for those customers is really important to us. The great component about that is, is that we have this deep foundation of data and analytics all of which support both of those delivery mechanisms. So we need to continue to localize our global strategy to really accelerate growth in each of those markets. Um, Look, the Pacific region is different than Asia. And honestly, Europe is different than North America. So we're excited to continue to do that and really hone in on how do we use our base and foundation of data and analytics to accelerate that growth. The second component of that is really listening intently to clients and the market. We have a wealth of solutions we can provide now with, between SciVantage, Advisor Software, Legacy Refinitive, all now else that allow us to meet advisors across their work stream. So imagine our growth strategy going forward as a three-legged stool. The first leg of this stool includes our wealth enablement tools, and that allows advisors to run their business on a day-to-day basis very effectively and efficiently. You can think of market insights views into client 360 views, into client portfolios, insights into news, et cetera. The second leg of this stool is how we help the wealth advisory firms actually grow their business. So it's our growth tools that help them connect to the end investor. These are the tools where we have investor facing interfaces that they leverage that uses our same data and backend active investor, which is deployed directly to the investor space from a trading perspective. The third leg of the stool really incorporates all that market data news and analytics that go across the two to stabilize the bench. And then if we think about the seat of the stool, it's really that customer experience. We offer a wide range of experiences from fully turnkey to our clients where a private bank or large broker dealer can execute our services in a manner that allows them to do it pretty simply across the firm. We also have the ability to configure the solutions in any way imaginable to meet our client's needs. And all of that is powered by the latest in technologies, whether that's um, API technologies, or the code upon which we build, we're really seeking to customize that experience as the seat of the stool that all three of those growth legs feed into.
1: That's a very detailed answer. It's exactly what we're looking for. Thank you. um, There's there's so much to unpack there. So when you talk about the three legs of the stool, uh, we're working backwards. We're seeing APIs become much more uh, of a requirement for all vendors to offer because more clients are building their own solutions and building their own interfaces and and want more control rather than picking one vendor to own everything. They like to have options, but they wanted they want to do both. They want sometimes they want one vendor to handle multiple. Sometimes they want to bring another vendor. So having those APIs to be able to connect to what you want is is becoming more and more important. But one thing you other men you mentioned earlier was the wealth enablement tools and the growth tools. So what we when we are talking to broker dealers. Uh, we find that they are much more attuned to growth than cost savings. So they're much more likely to spend money on a tool or a vendor if they can help them grow faster, increase revenue versus, oh, we're going to save you money in this way. Is this something you're finding as well? And do you see these tools leading the charge of, of, uh, of bringing data out to your clients?
0: It is something we see, in So if we break it up, broker dealers absolutely are focused on growth versus cost savings. I would say private banks have a bit of a different flavor given the need to invest in the core of the technology across the banks. So I'll say it more broadly. There are some that are further along than others. You know, from a broker dealer space, some of the things we're seeing in terms of accelerating growth are marketing strategy, for example, and how marketing tools are embedded into the solutions that are provided. We have developed partnerships where we now can bring those marketing tools to the broker-dealers, specifically focused on how do we accelerate the growth of their business. There are other areas we're looking at, you know, onboarding is a key pain point, continues to be a key pain point across this industry. I would argue that no firm has found the quote unquote solution to address that. As Elle said now, we have a broad range of capabilities where we could at least help address that in the number of the key pain point areas. So going back to growth, as we look at growth, we're also thinking about what are those pain points that still exist, especially for broker dealers and private banks looking for growth that we could help provide or supplement in terms of making it easier for them to grow their business.
1: Yeah, I like how you, you, you added private banks. We're seeing the same thing that they private banks and broker dealers do share a lot of the same pain points. And you really hit the nail on the head there onboarding. And also something we work a lot with. We work with onboarding vendors. We work with, with a lot of broker dealers and they, and they do complain. And I'm sure you saw that when you were head of digital at Northern Trust. It's all about <laughs> yes. onboarding. A major portion of your digital experience is onboarding. If they don't onboard well, You've, you've, you've soured things and the clients, you, you have, the, you have the, the, the abandonment of clients who just leave. Well, if you can't even get that right, how can I trust you with anything else?
0: Well, it's so true. And it, think about, right, if one of the things we're looking at is white glove service is becoming self-service. Historically, white glove service was not self-service. It was having someone take all the data for you, enter it all be there to provide it. Now, given the shift in the industry from everything from buying insurance to purchasing a home, so much of it's become self-service. The expectation is that flows over into the financial services space. We're not quite there yet, but that is the expectation that the white glove service is a self-service going forward with human connectivity as needed to enhance that process and that relationship.
1: You could also say that self-service has to become more like white glove service where they're expecting yes. higher end service from what used to be just let them, they'll, they'll click a couple of things, let them open their own accounts. Now it's, you really need to build out a really great experience for them. Agreed. I'd like to take a break from this episode to talk about our sponsor, the invest in others charitable foundation invest in others recognizes individuals and advisory firms that are making a difference by donating their time and money to causes that matter to them. By sharing their stories and awarding funding to organizations they care about, Invest in Others raises awareness, encourages others to get involved, channels additional resources to those in need, and demonstrates the generosity of the financial advice industry. I've been involved with Invest in Others for a number of years and we just did our judging. Uh, I've been uh, fortunate to be asked to be a judge for some of their um, award awards. And the one we just did was volunteer of the year. So we reviewed 10 different uh, advisors and their charities and w- what they gave to their charities, the work they've done over many years, some, more than a decade of work with their charities to try to come down to which one was the volunteer of the year. And the volunteer of the year, their charity, will receive $50,000. The second and third place runners-up get $20,000. And I believe the next three uh, get $2,500. So a lot of uh, these charities are getting some money. The number one gets $50,000. Really hard to pick. There's a lot of great charities out there. I would encourage you to go to investinothers.org, read about what they're doing, their good work, meet their board of directors, look at their grants for good, and make a donation. Your hopefully your your company will will match it. That means you can do double the good for a lot of great charities. Uh, the Invest in Others Foundation. So uh, we you've hit on a couple of great uh, themes. I, I think you've you've answered the next question was why would a broker dealer come to Refinitive? But we could talk. We just talked about the wealth enablement tools and the growth tools. Are there any other reasons why a broker dealer would select Refinitive? They have a lot of choices, and you know, we work with uh, Michael Keatsis. We partner with him on on his um, advisor Tech map. And if you've seen that map, there's 300 logos of vendors in the space growing all the time. So what's your value add and how do you differentiate yourself?
0: We have a few value adds. So if we think about why else they come to us, one in terms of newer solutions is our active investor solution that is focused on allowing individuals to trade. What's important here, right? Cause there are FinTech firms that obviously cover this space is that we bring with it a level of understanding in terms of risk associated with financial markets, how data is provided to the end investor to make those more complex trading decisions that helps broker dealers avoid some of the risk you could find with earlier stage fintechs that don't fully understand the regulatory environment broker dealers operate in. The second, if we think about another three, the second is really how we deliver insights from our news so we take that news and deliver it in a way that the broker dealer for example can see their client portfolios stocks in those portfolios and then relevant news associated with how they should or shouldn't trade things they should consider as they're looking at those portfolios so that dashboard perspective is extremely strong for broker dealers the final is just the depth of the esg data we look at ESG a bit differently than many of our competitors in this space in terms of how we rate ESG down to a fundamental level in many areas, social, climate, looking at um, your impact to the overall economy, diversity at the board level, you name it. There's a number of individual areas that helps broker dealers actually what I'll call customized solutions or configure their ESG solutions for their clients based on what their clients care about rather than just a broad ESG spectrum. So that would be another reason broker-dealers look at us in terms of the provider of choice.
1: That's something we were talking about earlier. We, we've done a lot of market research on um, data solutions for broker-dealers and we reviewed the Refinitive, uh feature set. And one of the things that's, that jumped out Uh, from our research team was the ESG data set and how strong it was, um, how you had all the APIs or you had the connectivity that firms could build right into it and pull the ESG data. And it was more the depth and breadth of it and how well it was the methodology. That's important because there are a lot of firms that have more data, but the methodology is not sound. And when it comes to ESG, it's not like like fundamentals where, well, the earnings are this, or they're not this when it's ESG. Mm -hmm. Well, how do you measure those things? So the measurement of social how, how do they measure the environmental, social, government? How do you measure governance? There's, there's no one right or wrong way, but we really like the methodology you, you use to create the rankings there. So you know, hey, well, if I'm picking this stock because the ESG ranking from Refinitiv said so, I, I can be sure that I'm not going to be surprised down the road. At least that's, that's our opinion.
0: Yes, couldn't agree more.
1: So let's, go, let's backtrack a second. Um, you mentioned the active investor solution. Super interested in that. What kind of traders is this for? How do you compare this to other solutions? Like for example, there's lots of other trading solutions out there targeting end investors like Robinhood, for example. Why would they not use that? And what's the, the advantages of the Refinitiv the Active Investor Solution for broker-dealers?
0: Yeah, again, the Active Investor Solution is built. So the audience is the end investor it's also built with the regulatory environment in mind. And that becomes important because we we also have a large trading desk right at LSEG. And so we understand what broker dealers face in terms of those regulatory issues, the way then the data is structured and the limits we put on that end investor become really important in adhering with those regulations. So that's one of the key areas we stand out relative to the other I'll call it solutions in this area for individuals who are looking to actively trade. The other component is, especially for broker dealers, if they have proprietary research, for example, that gets embedded and incorporated in that active portal, which becomes important in terms of raising our clients' brand. So when we think about brand going forward, one of our areas of shift is we don't want to elevate our brand, right? Our goal should be to elevate the brand of our clients to their end investors, to accomplish our purpose or our mission. And this really allows us to do that by serving up both proprietary research as well as the market research that we have available.
1: Yeah, I think that that combination is what makes your data more valuable the proprietary and the non. So again, a lot of firms have one or the other, but it's hard to find yes. both and that play well together. So you can get both from one place. So I wanna throw out what I think is a benefit to active investor solution and compared to Robinhood. One of the things that bothers me about Robinhood and I've been very vocal about this on Twitter and other areas is their payment for order flow. So you're, you're using it for free, I'm using air quotes for free but they're selling your orders to, to, to um, high speed traders and things that are now front running you. So you're not really getting the best price. And again, each, each client may not care cause it could be just pennies or dollars but it adds up over time, whereas the active investor solution, and I think I understand this, you can integrate it into a broker-dealer's existing order management system. Yeah. Is that true? I, right. So that, that would bypass true. that. So the benefits of the broker-dealer can say, look, you can go to Robinhood. They're selling your data. We won't do that. We're we're gonna we're, we're getting you the best price. Agreed. Oh, yeah, so I like that. I like that about the product so the um okay so we are running out of time i want to make sure i get to a couple more questions uh before we go um so can you talk a little bit no you, you're only there three months can you talk a little bit about some of the, the the benefits um and the integration of refinitive into LSEG. so this is new like refinitive was just spun off from thompson reuters in 2018 and then already 2020 they're they're, they're merging to else so that's a lot of upheaval so How do you see the synergies uh, at a high level um, bearing out over the next couple of years?
0: Yeah, the highest of levels, the synergies were one of the reasons I was so excited to join. Um, I get really excited about this, so I'll share what I can share at this point, which is LSIG has never been able to offer this range of capabilities in terms of data to actual investment implementation to the exchanges. So we've not only extended those capabilities from pre-trade and price discovery through to clearing, through to providing that interface for our clients to do the same, but we've extended our global reach with the merger of these two organizations. And the enhancement of the data sets then becomes critical. So we can offer front-to-back synergies for clients. It's also coupled, though, with a profound sense of responsibility for our customers and global communities. If our purpose, which it is, as LSEG, is to drive financial stability and empower economies and enable customers, we become a core partner that they rely on to do that and to generate sustainable growth. So back to the comment earlier, right? Every decision we make becomes extremely important in how we do this and how we achieve our purpose over time. Some of the more specific areas I can see in the wealth space that could be synergies going forward, a great one is our investment solution expertise. We are now combined with, let's see, Russell, there's a ton of investment knowledge in those um, organizations. Bringing that investment solution knowledge to bear for our wealth clients will be really important as we look to go forward in this space There are other synergies as we think about potential future market opportunities in capital markets, for example, that we're thinking about and actively discussing. So I can't guarantee anything, but what I can say is the synergies between wealth investment solutions and capital markets are extremely strong. And we have a close partnership today as we're setting strategy going forward to understand how we support one another to empower the sustainable growth for the global economy.
1: It's really a unique set of vertically integrated tools and businesses that doesn't exist anywhere else. There's no other exchange, like NASDAQ doesn't have a technology solution they can deploy or New York Stock Exchange doesn't have that. So it's, it's, it's quite unique, I think. And, and I'm interested to see how this plays out and how you t- more tightly integrate this vertical solution from the exchange to wealth, to investment solutions to capital markets. Um, can you talk a little bit about vendor consolidation What are you seeing there? Because we're seeing a mixed bag. Some broker-dealers are looking for one vendor to do it all and, as we like to say, one throat to choke, and others are doing a best of breed. What are you seeing and how would Refinitive play out in that vendor consolidation um, trend?
0: We actually see a range as well in terms of clients. So, for example, we have one client... A large client of ours that's looking at developing a best-of-breed solution today. And we are actively partnering with them in terms of where do the LCA wealth solutions make sense in that best-of-breed? How do they think about it more holistically? How can we partner and help with that structure? So given our API-first approach, we can work well on that. We have other clients who are looking to do the exact opposite Um, find that quote-unquote one throat to choke, but really thinking about putting together the power of one to three large organizations that can enable them to have a custom solution but operate where they're the strongest. What we see here is that we leverage then partnerships that are best of breed in the solution we deliver to those clients so they don't have to build those partnerships. We've done it for them. So if we think about the marketing partnership we have, We are partnering with an organization that's only focus is how do we deliver marketing services to grow advisory businesses. If we think about widget capabilities or visualization capabilities, we're partnering with best in class firms that provide that to the market so that our clients don't have to do that. And then we manage those partnerships and provide that all in one solution to clients in those key areas across data analytics and service.
1: Yeah, I, I see it as a really powerful option. You know, there there's so many choices out there, but still the, the larger the firm, and we work with some of the largest enterprise wealth management firms in the space, the more they tend to gravitate towards trusted partners like Refinitiv that can do more. And you, you've got footholds. What I really thought was interesting about the acquisition and, and the spin off was, and I come from the market data business a long time ago, that Thompson One was always our competitor. I worked at Broadridge, um, and before yeah. the Broadridge was spun off, it was ADP brokerage and we had a front office market data solution that competed with Thompson. That was always our biggest competitor. Uh, they eventually bought that business. Uh, but you know, once you're in a market data, uh, you're in almost every, every enterprise business half has to have market data and has Thompson one somewhere because they, they rolled up some many other businesses. So you've got a foothold in so many different companies. You've already got the contracts, the MSAs, the relationship managers. So then it's like, hey, look at this data, look at our ESG, now look at our other solutions. So I see that, do you see that as something that that, you you can do all this cross-selling that having all these different vertically integrated solutions will enable you to do that?
0: So we do see very large opportunity there. This goes back to intently listening to our clients for growth. When we think about our larger LSEG opportunity, that intently listening to clients is important because we've got so many capabilities But clients don't have capacity to hear about all those capabilities unless they're connecting to a direct pain point they have at the moment. So our growth is dependent on intently listening, identifying the true pain points, not the symptoms of the pain points, and then being able to bring to the table the right solutions at the right time to help that client drive growth going forward.
1: Sabrina, you've said it all. Uh, I think we are out of time. I really appreciate you being here. I'm glad we were able to connect uh, I'm glad you're, you're so open and, and available. I know you're, you're, you're swamped. So you're only there three months. You've got a million things on your plate. So I really appreciate you taking the time not to speak with us.
0: Thank you. And I appreciate the invite and enjoyed our time together today. Nice talking to you. You as
1: well. Hey, it's Craig again. Here are my three takeaways from this interview. I really liked how Sabrina compared the LSEG strategy to a three-legged stool, combining legacy refinitive, SciVantage, which they purchased recently and Advisor Software, which they also purchased. So the first leg was their wealth enablement tools that I see as the Advisor Software Portfolio Rebalancer that allows advisors to run their business, uh, which they claim is more effective and efficient. So I'm looking for them to build more tools and technology around the rebalancer. Hopefully they'll be building an onboarding tool, portfolio construction, reporting. uh, So we'll have a full, eventually a full wealth management platform. The second leg is their consumer facing tool called Active Investor, which I believe came from their CyVantage acquisition. And the third leg is the legacy Refinitiv market data, news and uh, analysis and analytics. That's the 400,000 users that they've got that puts them into every broker dealer. Uh, I'm really expecting a lot of, of success for Refinitiv just because they're in so many places. They've got you know, master services agreements is something that firms really need. Once you've got what you're in the company, You've already got all the contracts signed. It's easier to sell new stuff than if you're coming in cold, coming from the outside. So they've got that, that bit of a, the open door, foot in the door at a lot of brokerage firms, a lot of asset managers, a lot of a lot of uh, large RIAs. So we're expecting them to make some good progress with their systems and tools and new products. And that's all we have for this episode. Please go to our website, EzraGroupLLC.com and sign up for our newsletter. You will enjoy every month an email from us, giving you news, insights, content, and lots more about the industry. You will not be disappointed. Take it from me. And I'll talk to you again next time.